WNRI Woonsocket. Weather brought to you by John the Roofer. With over 65 years of service to the Blackstone Valley. Find them online at johntheroofer.com or call 1-866-906-ROOF. That's 1-866-906-7663. 30, the high on Friday, most of Friday, will be in the 20s. But clear and sunny. Then it gets even colder. Single digits Friday night on your Valentine's night. 8 degrees. Perfect night to stay warm with your Valentine. Clear overnight into Saturday. 33, the high. Again, much of the day will be in the low to mid-20s. A little bit of cloud in the morning. But the sun will take over Saturday afternoon. 23 into your Sunday will warm up finally into the upper 40s. 47, the high with continued sunshine. Clouds build up a little bit Sunday night, a low of 29. We return to the work week on Monday. We'll see a high of 47 with sunshine. This is Jeff Kamash with WNRI Weather. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host, John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. The power hour has arrived. Good afternoon. What at all? It's Juan. He tells it like it is. That's the way we do the show, folks. That's the way we do the program. This portion of the John DePietro program. Good afternoon. This is Estelle Everybody on FB Live. It is brought to you by K's. Remember, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. I love K's. Most delicious lobster salad. The pastrami is fantastic. I love their roast turkey. Make sure you, John and David do such a good job. You have Faye behind the bar. Make sure you tip her. Remember, a gift certificate is always a great, great gift. Good vibe. And you have uh, Nicole and Kim and Jessica and Donna and Kathy. Stop by K's. The waiting for you. Well, folks, we, uh, we debuted him and everyone loved it. So we're uh, flirting with the idea of having him do a weekly segment he is the director of Ryle, Rhode Islanders for Immigration and Law Enforcement. And he is an, an I consider him and I have designated him, he is an expert on illegal immigration, especially here in the Ocean State. And it is our friend once again, let's bring him on, and it's Terry Gorman. Good afternoon, Terry. Hi, John. Don't, please don't flatter me like that. Oh, come I on. I don't consider myself an expert. Well, you, you, know, you know a lot, Terry. You know more than the yeah. average person. Let's start off, if you don't mind. We just had a caller that was mentioning how the Trump campaign wants to start to, uh, if, you, if you're okay or you could talk about it, how they want to start to cut down and go after New York with some of their actions. Well, I think that's an excellent idea, John. I just I saw something about that a couple of days ago. And they want to stop this bail stuff that they have. They, 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 just, they just released 61 MS-13 gang members that were arrested. And they, because of the new bail laws in New York, they were released back into the community. And that's what the president's going after. And these things happen, are happening all over the country. And God help us if, if we do this in Rhode Island, because we're kind of following suit to some of the things that are going on that we have a bill that's in right now to eliminate the the bail requirement in rhode island so i mean are we gonna are, are illegal aliens going to get arrested in rhode island and be just let out on their own recognizance to come back at a designated date 
that the court assigns. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how they think these things are okay. That every day, John, there are more and more bills coming up that when you read between the lines, in my opinion, they're designated to help illegal aliens. And they're coming from everybody. The, the, uh, Go ahead. I know you've been yeah. tracking some, but I, I just, the thing that I, I wanted to start was, and we had to call it Dave, and, and, and you know when you've hit gold, the New York Times, Trump's policy on New York's trusted travelers is, uncons- is uh, unconstitutional. Uh, I'm just reading Trump's exclusion, New York residents from the trusted traveler program. And that is, um, you know, it's something that I, I like every time that the president uh, jumps into action on that. And um, and I'll tell you, Terry, it, it's just that the tone starts from the top in, in Washington. And what I also just get, get um, frustrated is a lot of people don't realize that other states... Are, are not as lax when it comes to illegals as Rhode Island is. Oh, no, John. There's, there's a, a, states all over the country. I mean, you know, like there, there are 12 states that have driver's licenses for illegal aliens. You know, I mean, that's 50 states. So that means 38 states don't have them. And when you go to the, when you go to the state house, they brag and, and, and say that we, we should definitely have such a, a law here because 12 other states have it. And then they turn around and 12 other states don't have something else. And then they use that because the other states don't have it. You know, they, it, they play it both ways on all of these issues, every, every single one. And, and with the president, John, when the president does that, do they think that he's doing that because he's against certain people? He's not, he's talking about travelers. He's not picking anybody out in particular. It's travelers. And in this neuro, uh, what do you call it, the coronavirus, isn't anyone alarmed about that? I mean, there's a couple from Rhode Island. Yes. It's in quarantine in California right now. I mean, do, they, do pe- people in Rhode Island think we should have brought them back and and, seen, and just watch them and see what happens here? It, you know, it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense what we're doing, John. Talk about though, Terry. Uh, again, folks. Good afternoon, Terry. Talk about uh, good afternoon to Adrian and others. Talk about though some of the bills that you were sending me that um, that are being implemented at the Rhode Island State House. Well, just let me just tell you the new ones as of yesterday, John. There's a bill seven five three nine by Representative Craven, Craven rather, that's going to be heard in the House Judiciary. That's pe- going to penalize employers that don't pay their employees the right amount of money. Now, if you're, if you're, if you or me, if we go to work in a factory and somebody says we're going to make $10 an hour and we get our paycheck and they only paid us $8 an hour, aren't we going to be camped out somewhere complaining right away? Yes, good point. Yep, the illegal aliens, John, go for months before this that happens. They, you know, they might be getting, you know, the sub wages that that they're supposed to be getting, and all of a sudden, some advocate comes along and says, "Oh boy, come on, we're gonna we're gonna go sue that guy." Well, now this bill wants to guarantee 
is $1,500 fines and all this other to employers that didn't pay the people the right amount of money. Well, I don't think the employer should cheat people out of their wages. But these people are illegal aliens. They're not supposed to be, be, even have a job. That's right. And that's why they're getting substandard wages. Here's, here's another one. A right to a... A right to an education that's going to be a, uh, 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 a amendment to the Constitution. Well, I believe that everybody should have a right to an education. But what this says is residents, students that are residents of the state of Rhode Island. So that what that does is that just opens the door and tells people to bring more illegal aliens here. Because all you have to be is a resident. So sort of that you live on 55 Brown Street in, in Providence and you get in, you get into the schools. You know, I know it's the law that we have to educate them, but I don't think we should be encouraging people to come. That's right. And, and here, here's another one. H7584 by Representative Diaz. She wants to increase the state subsidies to daycare centers. And when you re- when you see the the daycare centers, what what's considered a daycare center, they they have uh, family daycare centers that she wants to increase the the, the pay to. It says it's a uh, this bill would create the reimbursement rates to be paid by the Department of Human Services and Department of Children, Youth, and Families for licensed childcare centers, which Look around at some of the licensed child care centers and see who runs them. Grace Diaz used to run one. And family child care homes. So family child care homes. So that means that somebody's grandmother, aunt, or uncle, or whatever, like we talked about four years ago. Right. Families on the same street sending their kids across the street from one house to the other. And so when the state announced that they were coming by to check on the center, they would send the kids back and forth between the things. So Jose gets checked on Monday, and Alice gets checked on Friday, and you know, and they they know ahead of time, so they switch the kids. But there are different categories, John. Then for an infant and toddler in tier five, which is like the best, gets two hundred and fifty-seven dollars a week. And an infant, infant toddler in Tier 1, which would be, I don't know what the quality of Tier 1 would be, but they get $222 a week. So, you know, it's that's just more incentive for more illegal aliens to come. Terry, is it fair to say that they're still very active, a lot of the uh, advocates at the Rhode Island State House? A, a lot of the what? You know, they're still, people need to understand, they are very active, the advocates that are trying to push oh. for more rights for illegals at the Rhode Island State House. Oh, there are, John. They're, they're all over the place. They come They come from all these different nonprofit organizations. You know, the Kids Count, the Economic Policy Institute, all, all those places. Every time something like this comes up, yep. they're all up there to advocate for it. And one of the big things that, that people don't realize, and I don't know what we have to do to get them to realize when we go there to testify if I mention something about illegal aliens people in the audience 
are raising their hands, waving to me. Illegal aliens in the audience, in the gallery or whatever, at the state house, that are advocating for bills that benefit illegal aliens. And what they're saying is, we're here, we're working here, we're driving here, and we're not leaving here. Right. And this is illegal aliens. So, so I, I love to, I would love to have President Trump's ears one day and just say, can you just send ICE into the state house in Rhode Island? Terry, what is your thought that, um, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. Speak with our friend Terry Gorman. How about this story? Uh, Colorado General Assembly will consider the term lawmakers battle over whether or not they want to. There are people that are saying they want to change the term Two Colorado state legislators introduce an amendment, replace the term illegal alien with undocumented immigrant in public documents. I thought that you were going to say how if you a lot of their advocates, if you even use that term, they get upset and start calling you a racist. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course they do. I've even had representatives tell me, don't you use those words in my committee ever again. And, or I'll put you out. And I continue to use the word, and thank God I didn't get put out. But that was Representative Williams when she was chairman of the Labor Committee. She said, don't you use those terms in this committee ever again, illegal alien. And in the last time I testified, Representative Speakman said, used the term undocumented immigrant and cor- corrected me when I said illegal alien. She said, you mean undocumented immigrant. I said, nope, I mean illegal alien. And illegal alien is the federal term for people in our country illegally who swear allegiance to another country. Yep. Period. End of story. I don't know how there's even an argument about that. And they, just, just to go back on the bills again, Judd, quickly. Go ahead. 7587 by Wrangler Vassal is that's the doula. Uh, Touch on this. Now, by the way, this Wrangler Vassal, she's the one that was fighting with uh, this Anastasia Williams over the, yes, the yes. whole thing. Yep. But, I uh, hear the, the t- names, but yeah. if, if she called Anastasia Williams those names that Anastasia Williams used, that's really over the edge. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, they call me a racist, John, I, whatever they want to call me. But when I go in there, it's a cordial atmosphere. Sure. They, most of the representatives, except people like Knight and Speakman and people like that, I get along great with them. We understand each other. We know we disagree, but I'm not calling them names and things, you know. And they don't call they don't call me names. Just the advocates and a few of the the representatives that are on on the advocate side, right? You know, the, the that that doula bill that we talked about last week. Yeah, on, go ahead. That. That's another ridiculous thing. If you read, if you read that bill, it, anybody can get it. Seven five eight seven H seven five eight seven. It basically it's they want somebody to hold somebody's hand and talk nice to them while they're while they're going through labor and stuff. Yeah, you know things that you did with your wife or I did with my wife or you know. We didn't call anybody in and pay them to come in and, and tell them, you know, oh, okay, now, you know, calm down. You don't have to get so excited. The labor pains are going to come at this frequency or whatever. But basically, that's what it is. And in the beginning of the bill, if you don't think there's racism going on on the opposite side, 
you have to read the beginning of that bill and what it says. And it, sa- it says that black women and Latino women suffer from all of these things, anxiety and all that stuff, because of racism while they're delivering their babies. That's why they need doulas. It says it right in the, right in the bill. I mean, it, it makes no sense. And one last thing, John, this, and this isn't, well, it's related to... Well, hold, hold on, Terry, if you don't mind. Yeah. I want to play, just so people understand, Channel 10 has a story about this Anastasia Williams thing. If you don't mind, I, mind, I want to play it, and then I'll get your reaction to it, okay? okay. Hold on yeah. one moment. All right, here it is, folks. This is, uh, you know, the whole thing at the State House. I, I think her credibility is in question, but let's hear the report anyway from Mario. It happened during a state house debate over raising Rhode Island's minimum wage. NBC 10's Connor Cyrus joins us in the studio to explain. But what I'm not is a house slave, nor a house. And I say it clearly because someone who I respect had the audacity, while they have the right to call whomever they want what they want, I know who I am. And whose I am. And that, being a house slave, I'm not. That's Representative Anastasia Williams' emotional address followed a heated debate over raising Rhode Island's minimum wage by a dollar. That bill passed, but it's unclear this morning if the incident Representative Williams is referring to happened during those discussions. Williams also did not call anyone out by name. After the incident, Speaker of the House Nick Mattiello apologized. Yeah, I don't want to hear that part, but let me go back to... uh... Let me go back to Terry. Terry, I think we, we, we know because they were barking back and forth. Boy, you know what else? And, and someone had sent me an email on this, and I think they're right on. This whole business, I'm not going to say who it was. You, you, you want to take any bets if that had been, um, if that had been, you know, whatever, Blake Filippi, or if that had been oh, Chippendale yeah. or anyone like that? Do you think she'd be hesitating to name who the hell it was? Oh, no. Oh, of course not. Of course not. But imagine how offensive that is, John, if somebody did that. Uh, on the House floor, I can't even imagine that. I can't. That's beyond me. For if a representative called her a, a slave, a, se, a house slave, and a house the N word, I mean, come on. That that's absolutely way, way, way over the edge. That there's no there's no need for that. And the uh, I know you don't have a lot of time, John. So I oh, but let, let me just address it. I, I don't. I don't believe that I don't believe her that someone used the N-word. I think it, it was, see, really? yeah, I, I don't believe that. Uh, that Marsha Wrangland Vassal, she was arguing with her, but I, I believe she was saying, see, Anastasia Williams, they, they give her things to get her to speak up on behalf of, of the leadership. So the way I took that was, was kind of like, you are kind of like a, a slave to the House leadership, not going back to the days of slavery. She said, I'm not this and I'm not that. I, I find it hard to believe that someone used that word. But we'll, yeah. we'll find out. She is also, she's not naming it, and, and no one is coming out and saying, I'm the one that used that language yeah. either. And but that, go ahead. That was, supposedly, that was Ryland Vassal. Yes, correct, who's a woman of color. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know where we're going, John. I know. I but go ahead. What was the last one you wanted to mention? Yeah. 7597 by Representative, I don't know if, if you say Alzadi or Alzat. It's going to be heard in House Judiciary. 
repeal voter ID. Repeal voter ID. Everybody listen up to this. I can't even get my head around anybody wanting to do that. We have a model voter ID program in Rhode Island. Other states have copied our voter ID program. Yep. And somebody wants to get rid of it. It. Uh, I tell you that, that when I say these things are unbelievable, it gets it gets worse every day. That mm. uh, you don't. You, you just say. You have to shake your head, John. What What is the reason that a person would want to get that overturned? Who? Where are the complaints That's about right. voter ID? Yep. I haven't heard no, any, none. Right. And, every, and and people keep coming up with the repeal voter ID. That, that's got to have something to do with the illegal alien population. That's in Rhode right. Island. You're right, Terry. Find a way to make it easier for them to vote. Yep. That's, that's right. That, that's my opinion. I think it's the underlying fact in, I, I, I think, at least 25, maybe 35 percent of the legislation that's come out this year. It's uh, I can't believe how many bills come out. You, we talked about a bunch of them last week, and here's another bunch of them this week. And, you know, it's uh, it just goes on and on. It, it's unfortunate, John. And, and we're talking about this. We're not criticizing people with... You know, we're not racist or homophobes or whatever. It's just somebody that's an illegal alien. Period. End of story. Whether they're Irish, Pakistani, Spanish, whatever they are. If they're illegal aliens, they don't belong here. And our state has become a haven for them. And we're encouraging more and more to come every single day. That's right. when you look at that situation in Central Falls, 400 kids showed up in school from springtime to fall. 400 new kids, by their own admission, the majority of which don't speak English. What does that tell you? Yeah, yeah what, what are we doing? And now there's a big article about how wonderful Central Falls is in the journal today. That's and right, I saw that. How wonderful everything is in Central Falls. And, and they... they they refer to everyone in Central Falls, all of these people that have come here, like the 400 kids and everything, they refer to that, them as immigrants. Correct. You know what else is, Tony, uh, Terry, something that, again, folks, we're going to let them go in a moment. We're joined by Terry Gorman. Terry, something else that I get concerned is, and it happens, the local media, um, as things change it, it it becomes easily you see so many young reporters they're easily manipulated now i picked up on something so when you have an illegal alien in the classroom they can get more and charge more per pupil because they uh, sometimes designate them as a special needs type of student because they don't speak english so then someone comes out with a report and says oh my goodness look at this we're we're underfunding special needs education programs. Now, when people hear that, they think it's children either, you know, either have autism or suffer from Down syndrome. No, that's that's the illegals that they're classifying that way. And there's there's no way, the budgets were never designed to have so many. So somebody looks at that and says, oh my goodness, how could we be underfunding special needs type students? It's who they're classifying as special needs type students. Exactly, John. Yes. Exactly. And listen, and listen to this. That I've heard, 
I don't know. I don't. I can't corroborate this, but I've heard that they're going to try to get non-English speaking students in schools in Rhode Island declared dyslexic because they don't. They have trouble with the English language. Wow! And then that's just imagine? another money grab. Can you imagine yep. what that would be and how devastating that would be to people whose children are truly, truly are? Like that's they, right. That, Folks, that would water down that system a great deal too. The funding for that system, where would the where would the money come from for that system? That's right, folks. So, he's Terry Gorman. Our segment is called "Illegal Aliens Amongst Us." Terry, great to talk to you. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay, thank you, John. All right, folks. There it is, Terry Gorman. Our new segment right here on the John DePietro Show. Right now, it is 1.30. We're going to open up the phone lines to you, 766-1380. Open line from now until 2 o'clock on this Friday afternoon. Let's go to your phone calls. Starting with, good afternoon, you're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, this is Don from Cumberland. Yes. John, I just wanted to uh, let, let you know something that happened uh, to my wife and I yesterday. We were in a supermarket, and there was uh, two women in front of us with two little children, maybe three four years old. The, um, the the first lady had on this beautiful leather coat. And I, I'm talking about a long coat. So worth some money. They uh, they had three cabbages full of full of groceries. They checked everything out, it came to $182. This second lady paid with SNAP. Um she must have had a dozen cards in her hand and and paid or kept paying uh, every, every time she used one up she'd add another one she'd add another one she had everything that they had they had um, she must have had eight containers of, of soda canned soda uh, she had steaks she had all kinds of meat and I, I'm saying to myself I'm retired I can't afford this stuff and this lady's paying with this stuff with snap Yep, EBT card. Now, all the while they were there, the, the, the cashier was was Hispanic. The, these two women are talking to these two children and the, and the cashier um, in Spanish. Not one word of English. And everything that, that they said to the children was in, uh, in Spanish. How the hell are they going to assimilate to, to this country... If they don't, first of all, teach their kids English, first of all, maybe they should go back and teach themselves English first, okay? But they have to teach, they're teaching these kids Spanish. It's like they're living in Venezuela, not in, uh, not in the uh, United States. Well, we can also ask, how the hell did they get here in the first place, right? Can we? Well, I think sure. we can still ask that. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I would like nothing better than to, before you can ob- obtain any sort of, uh, of uh, substance from the state, that uh, that you have to be a legal alien, a, a legal um, uh, person here in the states. You know what a big problem is, Don? And I've learned this over the years because I agree with you. By the way, you're 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 approaching this from a um, a logical standpoint, a reasonable standpoint. But one of the things I've learned, not everybody, but a huge percentage of the people that work on the front lines. As far as healthy human services, the social workers, the people that would determine whether or not these people receive an EBT card and some of these other benefits, by by the way, Section 8 housing, 
<clears throat> if you have children, the sky is the limit. Because then there are programs people don't even realize how they get free cards to buy clothing and various things at department stores and various things like that. A big problem is the people that work in those jobs. And you may or may not be aware of this, but let, let's just say they're not Trump supporters. They tend to be Bernie Sanders type supporters. Sure. So they're more akin to try to help those people as opposed to enforcing the law or even enforcing the guidelines. Well, because, they break the spending, rules all the time. They're not spending their money, they're spending yours. Yes. You know, I remember one time, if you I, several years ago, I got in a big disagreement with someone <clears throat> because there were uh, two children, um, I think 15 and 17 or something like that, or the, one of the local high schools, there was uh, somebody on the team, and they actually had to be translated for the player on the team. And it actually, they didn't even know how old the person was. Sometimes some of the schools, I won't say which schools, but some of the schools around here, both soccer and football, they actually have kids on the team that are like 19 years old, 20 years old, but they're from other countries, so they don't have their birth certificate. And so they don't realize, like, those kids should not be playing. You shouldn't have a 19-year-old sure. soccer player playing against these kids, 16-, 17-year-old kids sure. from Rhode Island. But anyhow, but so the woman was saying, well, how do you know? That they're not from Rhode Island. And I, I said, how, like, what are you trying? They don't even speak English. Well, how, here was the response. How do you know they weren't homeschooled and they just speak Spanish at home? <laughs> and does that make sense to you? I can tell you laughing. I mean, think how ridiculous that is. You, you, can't, you can't go one great, well, you're not supposed to. I mean, we're learning in Providence and other places. They just pass the kids through. But you, you can't function in society, if, if you're, at least if you're a young person, if you're if you if you don't speak English, you're not doing them any favors that they they don't speak English. But what what came out of that whole Providence Schools John Hopkins report are parents freely admitting this one mother. I mean, I watched that she she came here. She freely admitted she came here illegally. She brought her kids with her, and where she was disgusted was after three years at Hope High School, her son still can't write and speak English. Wow. Now, I mean, on the one hand, as much as we could say, well, you're not supposed to be here in the first place. On the other hand, <laughs> I mean, how bad is it that this kid is put into Hope High School from the ages of 15 to 18, and when he's leaving, he still can't write or speak English? That's, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I mean, what a, and, they, and by the way, you know, that, that they're 18, over 18,000 per pupil, and the new... Uh, scam they're trying to do with the union is see they want to declare all these illegals as i was mentioning special needs students or as terry was saying oh he they're at the he's dyslexic because they can charge more per pupil they can charge up to twenty-two thousand. so but they, think how disingenuous that is let's say you have a true special needs uh student someone who either has is autistic or has different disabilities or down syndrome whatever it's special needs and obviously there's programs set aside, there's money set aside, but that's how greed plays into it. Because now they start to say, well, why don't we say all these 100 kids from Guatemala are special needs students, so now we can charge 22000 per pupil for them. Sure. Total greed. And you know what else goes in? Guess what happens to the teacher if she works with the special needs? Her, her she, base pay goes up. She gets, of course, she gets, she gets a raise. Telling you, thank God for President Trump, Don. Thank God is right.
But I love that. How about that? Boy, they're, they're celebrating Valentine's weekend pretty nice. Yeah, pretty pretty good. I mean, I thought, uh, you know, my wife and I, we're, we're retired. Yeah. And I'm looking, at, I'm looking at all this and I'm saying, you know, you're spending my money, lady. I mean, I, I contributed to this. But she had no, no, uh, she just, just kept taking these cards out and, and handed them over like, Okay, you know, if I get 20 of them, I'll get 20 of them. She, she probably bought them from somebody else. I mean, you know, they probably pay half price for them. I like how, so whatever the bill is, she's like, oh, take it out of this one. And then they ring 30, and then it's like, oh, good, here, take out the next like that. And she, as you say, she has a handful of cards that she's given it to them. We could see the, uh, the monitor, and you could see, snap, take off so much. Snap, take off so much. Snap. There, there was... There, there must have been ten of them in a row. To, for the, it was one hundred and eighty some odd dollars. I mean, it's ridiculous. Wow! And, and how many other people are doing it? That's you know, right. If, uh if See, and that's it. dangerous because then it sets up an atmosphere of, you know, people feel like, well, I'll get, uh, everybody's in on it, right? Like everybody's, you know, grabbing like that. Hey, you know, it's funny, quick story is, um, I won't say a name, but several years ago, there was someone who was somewhat known and they ran on hard times. But at one point they were really riding high. So, um, you know how like these uh, credit card companies, they just... You know, if you're making any kind of money, they just send you, hey, congratulations, here's sure. whatever type of credit card. So I, I was out somewhere. It was the summertime, and I run into the person, and I had known them and met them a couple times. So they're like, I want to buy you and your, your friends a drink. So I, I'm like, no, we're okay. No, no, I insist. So now I know this person doesn't have, like, two nickels to rub together. But at one point, one point they did. So he's at the bar, orders around. Never mind, he's getting shots for him and his friends. And hands a credit card, Bartos said, nope, rejected. Oh, reaches in, oh, try this one. Nope, that was rejected. <laughs> reaches in. They, I am telling you, there must have been five of them. And I'm thinking, whoever was the credit card company that didn't realize this person is totally like hit rock bottom, they, they're never seeing a nickel of this money. <laughs> and this was one after the other. Throw it away. The credit the, He's like, do you want it back? Nah, just toss it then, whatever. Like, holy cow. But that's these people, like. And then good luck to the credit card trying to get their money from that guy. It's a roll of the dice whether you're going to get paid. And he wasn't even breaking. He was still telling a story. He wasn't even breaking conversation like that. I'm thinking, like, he must go out with, like, five or ten of them. And all these banks and all these others are still sending him credit cards. Then they're never going to see their money. Never. He doesn't have any money. But he still has the the credit cards and everything. Hey, Don, thank you for the call. I love that. Very insightful. You tell a good story, by the way. Tell a very good story. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You as well. All right, folks, 766-1380, 766-1380. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, it's Friday. It's Valentine. Stop in Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Cookies, pastry, chocolate-covered donuts, cannolis. It's Ron and Melissa. They're waiting for you. Dip chocolate strawberries. Located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron and Melissa. So talented. Making pastry great again right next door to AAA off Silver Spring Street. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. I have more details, and you can see some of the pictures of the things they have right there on the Facebook page, John DePietro Show. All right, 766-1380. You know what the story I like is, um, and it's, it's tearing up the Internet. And it's the airline passenger... Did you see this story? So they're an economy, 
And they're in the back of the plane. By the way, 401-766-1380. Christine says, I was at the market one day. This family of five didn't speak English. Bought $500 worth of groceries. How about that, Christine? So um, let me play a little bit of the, uh, see if I have sound on this, of the plane. Of, uh, it's from the teacher. The age-old debate to recline or not to recline on an airplane. An American Airlines customer says she put her seat back after everybody was done eating. Well, apparently the guy behind her didn't like it. She says he started doing that, punching, punching her seat over and over again. Now, this woman says she has a bad disc in her neck. She was afraid of being hurt. She says giving the guy the look and complaining to the flight attendant didn't help. American Airlines says it's aware of the dispute and has a team looking into it. Why is he fuzzed out? <laughs> keeping him oh, his identity? Probably, yeah, yeah. Keeping his identity. Like, we're probably fuzzing it out. Yeah, Just right. Re- uh, protecting the obnoxious. Yeah, what do you, oh, do you, guys, do you guys recline? I, well, sometimes, but I certainly don't do that if somebody in front of me reclines. Yeah, yeah I would, a two-year-old, you yeah, can't be kicked out of the no, chair, no, no. no matter what happens. <laughs> Use your words. We'll get to the bottom of yeah. that. We'll follow that story. Now. This is a huge story on um, online, folks, if you saw it. Now, number one, first of all, this woman will have a lawsuit because she's going to sue the airline. She's now saying her neck bothers her. She's saying her back is bothering her. Um, online, it's almost evenly divided. You're in economy. And, again, 401-766-1380. Now, like many of you, I have driven, I've um, flown first class. I've flown business class. I've flown economy. You kind of have to know where you are. I have been fortunate. It, it's been a while. But I have flown first class where you can, I mean, fully recline and there's no one near you and they're serving you and blah, blah, blah. Business class, very, very enjoyable. If you're an economy, you're an economy. I don't recline back like that. Um, they're in the back of the plane. Um, I, I know people are saying, well, the seat, you know, you don't make the seat to recline. If you shouldn't recline, he should not have been punching the back of that. He should not have been punching the back of her seat. As annoying as that was. That he had nowhere to go and she is reclining back like that. That that is a certain type of inconsideration that you are reclining in that manner when the person literally has nowhere to go. And she was pretty far back. I would be annoyed if I were him. Shouldn't have been punching the seat. Back a little bit is one thing, but like, lady, you're, you're not, how comfortable are you if you move your seat back that much? You're all kind of jammed in. You're just trying to get there. Airline travel is not enjoyable. There's so many germs. There's so many diseases. Everyone now is wearing masks on the plane. Um, ah, it's just, it's it's gross. It's It's not fun. The flights are so crowded. I remember years ago when I would travel. If you've traveled, especially you took like a late morning, uh, early afternoon flight. My God, there was like no one on the flight. It was great. Now the way they do the schedules because of online where people can book a seat, right? Last minute. It's great for a traveler. But um, 
the, the planes are always packed. Do you notice that? The planes are always packed. He has nowhere to go. This woman to reclining like she's on a cruise ship for crying out loud. Like, just, just sit up. It's not that long. I finished my meal, and I wanted to recline back. Um, he should not have been punching her seat. Boy, what a nightmare. I would, that would be a nightmare if you're sitting next to her. That would be a nightmare if you're sitting next to him. Um, if I were her, would I recline my seat back like that? No, I would not. You have to be... You, you, I, I, you, know, you know what I hate is the attitude. Now, but this, like, you know, I have the right to... Leave. It's not a matter of you have the right. It's just... That guy is sitting there. He's got nowhere to go. And now you're like almost like up against his face. But this business where he's punching the back of her chair is is ludicrous. The people on that flight, and you watch, there will be. Um, she's already going after the airline, saying that her neck hurts and her back hurts. This will turn it. It just hurt yesterday. I should have asked him not about it. But um. I don't go along with this thing of, well, you know, the chair reclines. She has every right to recline. You have to be sensitive to those around you. And in that particular setting, listen, it's lousy, okay? You're all crammed together. And let's just get through this. And there's nothing really enjoyable about this whole thing. And so I look at that it's inconsiderate. I, I, that's how I do. Hi there, Ann Marsden. Um, again, there's no excuse for the guy in the video. He is punching her chair. So he should have flagged the flight attendant, and maybe he did, and said, like, can anything be done here? You know, the airline travel stuff. How about, you know what else I meant to mention? I forgot another. There's two stories I forgot to ask Tim Dodd about yesterday. Ooh. Um, ooh let me see if there's a development with the Harvey Weinstein thing. Uh, was the we, we, we were supposed to have, um, let's see. Do boom, boom. Uh, common prosecutor statement. Uh, producer treated his alleged victim as ants. He could stop. Treated accusers like ants. Oh, they're still summing up the um, Harvey Weinstein trial. Okay. Uh, the stories that I, I, I apologize, I meant to ask Tim Dodd about, was the lawsuit in Connecticut. Young girls are suing, and I'm glad they are, over these transgender athlete boys that are taking the scholarships and beating them in track in, uh, in Connecticut. That, and then there was this other story. Did you hear about the story that this fam- this, uh, these uh, people, I believe they're Hasidic Jews, they were traveling back somewhere. They have nine children. They only had one or two with them. And they get on the flight. And the man claims that because of his religion, he only showers once a week. And, well, I would have asked to move to another seat. Well, it was a full flight, Christine. Hi there, Bobby Castelli. It was, I saw you. Hey, Bobby, a great letter to the editor the other day. Christine, all right, Christine, answer the question this way. There was nowhere to move. It was a full flight, so there's nowhere to move. Now what would you have done? Who is at fault? Of, of course you'd ask to move to another seat. There were, no fl- there were no seats. It was a full flight. 
Now she's reclining back like that. I'd be curious what your response is on that. Bobby Castelli, I caught your letter to the editor. It was great. But so anyhow, so they escorted this guy off the flight. They said he got on, he and the wife got on, and the body odor was absolutely brutal. Where then even the pilot and the passengers, so they're suing the airline. You know what's interesting, though, about a stink and a smell is how do you gauge that? I realize that, that that's something that someone needs to come up with. And again, I should have, it's my fault. I should have asked Tim Dodd about this. If you are uh, intoxicated, they can do a test. Christine Collins, I'd like you to answer that question. She said I would have asked to do another seat, but that's not an option. So who's at fault, the woman reclining or the man punching her seat? Answer that question. The, the flight was full, so that's not an option. I would have asked to move to another seat. So take that off the table. Of course you would. Who wouldn't? There were no seats to go to. Um, but anyhow, so the man was filming, and he, he didn't even use deodorant. And he claimed he would only shower once a week because he was Hasidic. And they kicked him and the wife off the flight. And they're suing the airline, saying they were mortified and embarrassed. Dennis says the woman reclining is at fault, 100%. I, I agree, Dennis. There's no room. That's just, that, that is just inconsiderate. Like, lady, listen, you're not in first class. You're not even in business class, okay? You're in economy. Everybody's crammed in. When you get on an economy flight, you, you are counting the minutes from when you um, get on to when you can get off. No, Christine, both? No, you got to pick one, Christine. Dennis picked the woman's at fault. So who's at fault, Christine? Let's see if you can make a decision. The woman who was reclining or the man punching the seat? You can't say both, I guess. No, who's at fault? The woman reclining or the man that was punching her seat? Dennis says the woman reclining is 100% at fault. I agree with Dennis. Now, again, no one's condoning that he was punching her seat. But that was rude. I finished my meal. I want to. That's like these idiots that go 35 miles an hour in the high speed lane or 55 in the high speed lane. I'm going the speed limit. No, move over. Other people want to have a six in front of what we're going or a seven, maybe even flirting with an eight. But no, that's not. Let's see if Christine Collins Bastion is going to come up with one. Her? Who's at fault? The woman reclining or the man punching the seat? It's, it's tough to defend him punching her seat, but she should not have been reclining. As soon as she went back and realized, oh, okay, he has nowhere to go. Let me, I'll just go back up to normal. That's, that, that's what I think she should have done. So, but again, listen, you're, you're delayed, you're cramped. Now this lady is like in your lap. Ah, what a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. She will sue the airline, by the way. She will sue the airline. Christine, you won't give an answer one way or the other? Both, I guess. That's not an answer. Nope. Is he at fault or is her at fault? I like Dennis. Dennis says, nope, she should not have been reclining. I agree with that. It's inconsiderate. I think it's inconsiderate. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by MEGA, M-E-G-A, Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA truck and trailer repair 
2110. Nope, someone has to be at fault. Who's at fault? Her reclining or him punching the seat? Well, if she's not reclining, he's not punching the seat. Yeah, but the chair, the, the, the seat reclines. So she has the right to recline. True. But in the situation, let's be sensitive to what's going on. Just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. No one is condoning the punching. I'm not. The punching of the seat. But she should not have reclined back like that. And then just continue to do it in filming him. Ha, ha, ha. I, I don't like that in any way. She was. She was. I look at that she was antagonizing him. 766-1380. Folks, again, the weekend is here. Christine won't give an answer. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Folks, remember, this weekend, if for whatever reason, you go to use one of your appliances and it's not working, call Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Refrigerator, dishwasher, Washing machine, dryer, oven, um, microwave oven, called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. It's John DePietro. This portion of our program is brought to you by Case. Dennis, have some respect for other passengers. It's bad enough there's a full flight. I agree. See, it goes to her. Well, I have the right to recline. No, you, you, technically, yes, but it doesn't mean... You know, that you should. So, come on. I mean, there's no room there. They're like right up against the guy. And he has the last seat. How do you think his life is, his flight is going? So now he can't even go back to get away from you. And now you're just up against him. I think inconsiderate. Let alone then she's filming. She's filming so she knows he's annoyed. And she's doing nothing about it. Oh, is my reclining bothering you? Too bad. That's selfish. I agree with my friend Dennis Warburton. All right. A lot more ahead. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by K's. Remember, lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. 766-1380. A lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data with no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-0000. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Hey, folks, remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call 
West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. It's your vehicle. If someone hits your vehicle and you need to get it repaired, take it to West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. <laughs> great was our segment, Illegal Aliens in Rhode Island, with Terry Gorman. Illegal. Yep. Come to Arizona. Lame Brody has a homer. This state has gone insane. It's the John DePietro Show. They come here because it's free. Here they're on welfare. That's right. They arrive here as they drive here on my train. Aloza. He tells Trump, I'll ignore ya. Horny Bill is the border. He welcomes them right through. Illegals, you come to Rhode Island. This little old Rhode Island is sanctuary for you. Nicaraguans come from Nicaragua. Colombians even farther. Refugees from Peru. From Peru. They vote here because they live here on the south side. A lot of them on the south side. The 401 has become the place to go. Well, it has become that way. Oh, Trump. Yeah. He wants to build his wall. That's right. Maybe around Central Falls. That's a start. Pawtucket and Providence, too. Because the legals, you come to Rhode Island. Because little old Rhode Island is sanctuary for you. Folks, the John DePietro Show. That's our friend Tim Brooks, Crooner at Large, right here with the hit song, Rhode Island, sanctuary for you. And it is, unfortunately. It's got to change at some point. It has to change without question. Well, folks, remember, um, we have a big program coming up. Obviously, I will be on the air on President's Day. Visit the website, though, depetro.com. Get the latest on this Mattiello scandal. He's John DePetro. He's really in the know. Well, I try. With his talk. 